You're listening to Dramas Over Flowers with Saya, Anissa and Parma. Hi, I'm Parma and this is your September What's Up in Drama Land. Yes, you get two What's Up in Drama Lands in a row because we were really late with the last one and decided to be slightly early <laughs> with the next one. As is usual with these episodes, we talk about some industry news and go over September premieres and our expectations from these dramas. But before we jump into that episode, I want to add two news items that we didn't know about at the time of recording. So, the first one is about Paxojun. Now, listeners might remember that we had heard some rumors about Paxojun being included in the next Captain Marvel movie. There is some development there. We now hear that he is going to portray the role of Avadius Cho, who is also known as Braun. Now, I don't know about this character, but from the little that I read, he sounds exciting. And well, we'll just have to see if these are actually, you know, confirmed rumors or not. We, I'm just keeping you updated because, you know, it's Paxojun and Marvel, both things we really love. The other piece of news that we recently heard of is about Hospital Playlist. Now, regular viewers of this show would know that this drama was originally supposed to be a three-season affair. We are almost at the end of season two, and now we are hearing that season three has not yet been renewed by TVN. Uh, The director also has not confirmed any news about whether or not we are going to have a third season. And the actors have been told to go ahead and take on other projects. So, really uncertain news. We're not sure what's going on with this. Um, Our only hope is that the writer and director, they they get to tell their own story and don't have to do a hurried wrap-up just because there's not going to be a third season. This is why we hate the seasonal format. Just just leave K-dramas alone and let them be single-season affairs. Why? Why? Okay, anyway, so that was the intro. And as always, we want to thank our listeners and our patrons. Thank you so much for supporting us. And that's it. Let's get into the episode. Hi, everyone. This is Saya. This is Anissa. And this is Parma. And we brought Saya back for this month. They let me come back. (laughs) (laughs) And return from exile. Yes, she has. We we decided we didn't want to exile her after all, so she's back. (laughs) Okay, cool. So, do we have stuff to talk about this month? So, we have mostly happy and nice news this month, mostly. And we'll quickly go over them before jumping into upcoming square, because there are quite a few upcomings in September. The first news. Anissa, do you want to take that? Oh, no, but I want number two. Oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> okay. Number two. okay. <laughs> cool. So, item number one on our list is, if you've been watching the drama Imitation, um, that has uh, you kisses Lee Jin Young, that drama has this fake boy brand. I mean, it's a fictional boy group in that drama called Sparkling. Well, Sparkling's debut album, or rather, like, <laughs> real-world debut album, which is like a mini album, it actually sold 25,000 copies. So oh, wow. they got on a daily album chart. Um, I think it's called, like, Hanthio's daily album chart, which is, you know, the headline is beautiful. It's fictional boy group Sparkling tops Hanthio's daily album chart, despite not being a real group. <laughs> this kind of makes me think- Think of A and Joe. 
Right? It's also hilarious. But it's hilarious because Angel was like That's the from main You're Beautiful, by the way. Boy band from You're Beautiful. But this is like some secondary boy band that the second male... He's not even really the second male lead because it's like... He never really has a chance, poor thing. But like, it's funny because it's not like the big uh, fancy one, right? It's just the... That's so funny. I can kind of understand why Diamond did well because it's got that very weird... I mean, I, it, it's kind of stuck in my head just the way Diamond is said at, at, in the song. It's very catchy. Right? So I kind of understand why why they sold so many copies, but it's also hilarious. It also has a catchy dance, which I feel is like very important with K-pop songs to go, you know, viral or whatever. Is they have to have like a catchy dance. So maybe that's why. That's true. And they, I mean, the drama made a point of like repeatedly showing us that same dance over and over again. You know, it's funny. I'm like, I was watching it when it was airing. And then like we went to Montana and stuff like to Yellowstone. And and then like life has been so busy. And then I just recently started watching it again, um, like a couple days ago, literally. So I'm like in imitation headspace. Um, and I was watching it on Vicky and the Vicky comments were like, do they not have any other song? Like, this is the only song we've seen them practice for the one. <laughs> Because <laughs> they're practicing diamond, and I was they like, they also huh? have the tap tap the the one by the uh, female second lead. Even though again, she is not kind of, and with that, it's also very catchy. I wouldn't have been surprised if that had sold out too. <laughs> but also, I mean, it's not um, all that surprising if you consider that the the members of the fictional band are actually real K-pop stars, right? True. So right. they've got a fan base who are interested in their work, even if it's with a fictional band, right? Right, exactly. So ha- you have that, like, authenticity. So speaking of, like, fictional boy band characters played by real idols, um, our second story is actually that Yukis's Ejun Young was revealed to have helped the police catch a drunk driver. So this is the guy who plays Kwalyuk in Imitation, who's, like, the male lead. And he's, like... In a in a really big, fancy, popular boy band, like he's he's a big big star in that. But he actually is he like was literally like just driving home and he saw somebody weaving all over the road, so he like called the police and just like stayed following the dude until the police hour. showed up for like an hour. Yeah, and then he was like, they were like, can you stay? He was like, sure. And then he like gave them his black box footage, and then he like didn't tell anybody, and his agency found out when the report came out. <laughs> <laughs> and then he was like, yeah, I did that. And I just like love that so much. That's right. kind of funny because the last t- like I have seen um, this um, actor or idol in Class of Lies where he's he's a very dark character in that show. Yeah. And um, so this, the sort of the image of him as this cute upstanding citizen versus potentially <laughs> a murderer. That's like, you know, but also... Um, reminds me of that uh, other story about Jang Dong Yoon, who before he was an actor and before he was famous, he was on TV for helping foil a, um, a convenience store robbery. And it's just, it's so, oh, go and look up the videos. They're just, they're so cute. He's like Whoa. tiny and he's like so excited <laughs> to like be talking about this Aww. thing that he did. Oh, yeah, totally go and look it up. If we find a link for it, we'll put it in the show notes. Yeah, I want to watch that. For me, it's the opposite because like, I, I remember raving about this on Twitter, like, back when I was watching Imitation when it was airing. But, like, Lee Young has, like, really great... I was calling it a uh, chewing-gong face. Like, he's got, like, that main character mm, face, right? He like, he has... And I actually... I used to follow Yukis back when they were, like, a really... I mean, they've 
they're no longer are together, but they were like this really talented, super underrated band that like just couldn't get a break. They had a terrible agency or like, I don't know if the agency was bad, but like they just didn't have, they had like a small agency. Um, they never, you know, got the appreciation that they deserved in my opinion. Um, so I have a lot of affection for them. So to like see someone from that band, like he wasn't one of the ones that I kind of knew back then. Um, I think I knew like Kevin and stuff, but like, I am so happy to like see him doing well just because like you kiss was such an underdog for such a long time. So yeah. I just have a lot of affection. Yeah, this was just my excuse to talk about how much I like him. So uh, thanks, Parma. <laughs> I just found this so adorable because, I mean, when I was like researching the first piece of news, I wasn't even expecting that the very next piece of news that I would get would also be about an imitation actor. It's going to be about the main actor. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, this is getting super, like, imitation theme. <laughs> oh, also, and this has to be mentioned, Quan um, Rock, wait, what's his real name? Uh, Lee Jun Young is going to be starring in another idol band drama pretty soon. So, you right? know, fans. <laughs> wait. Also, it sounds uh, ridiculous and amazing because it's about, like, a fake doctor that moves in with an idol band to treat them or something like what? Yeah. I'm watching that. Yeah, uh, uh, of course. So the third item um, that I have here is not exactly something that we want to revisit a lot. So I'll just quickly go over it. So we know, like last we heard of Sungri, uh, he had been sentenced uh, by the military court uh, for three years and fined some like huge amount of money. Um, however, that sentence only goes into effect unless there, you know, if there is no appeal. Um, but of course, his lawyers appealed, like Sungri appealed, but also, I mean, that was expected. Of course, he appeals because he wants to get discharged and not stuck in military prison. Um, but the prosecution also appealed because they were like, you gave him three years, we wanted five. We appeal this judgment. <laughs> <laughs> I just found that. I mean, yeah, good for them. Because <laughs> they expected the defendants to appeal, right? So, yeah. yeah. I think there's also a precedent here for, like, um, people who have been convicted of uh, sex crimes specifically getting lighter sentences on appeal. So I'm sure, I mean, we're laughing and it is kind of funny, but at the same time, like, I wonder if it's just like a preemptive measure to stop that from happening so that even if he doesn't get more time, hopefully they're, they're like, not trying to stop him from getting less time. I'm really hoping so because a lot of people are expecting that he's just going to keep doing appeals until he's just let off on basically just the fine. Yeah. 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 Especially people who have a lot of money. They they often just end up paying. But people, he can afford you know, to have as fines. many court cases as he likes. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Ah. Okay. On to uh happier news, because I'm so happy for her. Anisa, do you want to do this? Sure. So Anand Jin, who plays um, one of the OBGYN residents in Hospital Playlist, Mina, which who we love, me and Forma, <laughs> really love her. Yes, she's one of my favorite characters for sure. Um, she has just joined United Artists Agency. So it's just like a nice, you know, like it's a big agency, has some like big stars like uh, Song Hye Kyo, UIN. So like, yeah, we're just happy to see her doing well. And like she has a she has another project lined up. 
It's about a terminally ill woman, so I might not oh, no. watch it, but still, like, good for her, you know? I mean, really, really good for her. I mean, I first saw her in Hospital Playlist, but she actually completely sold it in More Than Friends. Her entire arc deserved its own show. I mean, she was brilliant, and I really want this woman to do well. So I'm so happy that she has an exclusive contract, and the agency seems very determined to, you know, make her shine. So, yay! Yes. <laughs> Good for her. And we'll round off the the newsreel with a couple of potential castings, which have not been confirmed, but they're interesting, and if they happen, it would be fun. So so we have Yoon Chi-yoon in talks to lead um, writer Ha myung next drama, which, mm, good news or bad news, I'm not sure, since Record <laughs> of Youth was dreadful. But, like, she has a one-off one on record, so, you know, maybe her yeah. next one will be the the one on, um, because she's also the writer behind, like, Doctors and Temperature of Love, which many people would classify as the off rather than the on. Um, but we, and we like. I love it. It's one yeah. of my favourites. Uh, so that, like, I can 100% see in Shun doing character like that. And the other speculative casting is, um, well, it's not casting so much as an offer. Chao has been offered a role in a new drama from the director of Be Melodramatic called Takkangjung, um, which is like sweet and sour chicken. And that sounds, that sounds really sweet. And, yeah. you know, that's the kind of thing he does best in. Sweet and crunchy and tasty. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I that's couldn't help perfect. myself. Yes. And it's a 12-episode, so, you know, I'm not sure like when that. that's coming up, but that sounds like, I, I hope we see him in something like that. He's just yeah. such a cutie. Yes, yes. And I'm kind of hoping that because it's a slightly high-profile casting, if Chaonu uh, ends up accepting the offer, mm, then it, I'm just more excited about it because of Lee Byung-hyun, because... Both this this director and the writer of Bimala Dramatic, they're going places and it's just making me so happy. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And with that, we are on to September premieres. There is one yes. drama that we missed out on talking about, though. Last month. Yeah. So last month, um, there actually wasn't any information of uh, DP, at least not when we recorded. Right when we recorded, we ended up releasing our What's Up in Dramaland a little later for August. Um, but it just premiered on Netflix. It's getting a lot of um, buzz. and It's really good. Forma has seen it, yes. And uh, like I've heard that it's really good. I'm very excited to watch it. It's a military drama that focuses on uh, the less good parts of military, which uh, we have often complained that we never get to see. So... We just wanted to give that a shout out. Um, we did not forget it. We just didn't know. Didn't see it. Exactly. We didn't know. I remember when Sansaku first got cast in that, like it was right after he did Mel- Be Melodramatic. And I was like, oh, Sansaku's next project. Then I was like, oh, no, a military drama. And then like I didn't hear anything after that. So um, but I'm definitely going to be watching it. So the first September premiere we're going to talk about is called Lost. And it stars... Um, it stars Jeon Do-yeon and Yoo Jeon-yeol. So Lost tells the story of ordinary people who have worked hard all their lives to see the spotlight, but suddenly realize that nothing has happened in the middle of the downhill road of life. Boo-jung, a 40-year-old woman who works as a ghostwriter, that's Jeon Do-yeon's character, she hasn't achieved anything in her life and she doesn't know where to go with her life. Uh, Kang Jae, which is uh, Yoo Jeon-yeol, a 27-year-old man running a business who becomes afraid of himself out of fear that he won't be-, be able to become anything. And if you watch the trailer, it's got this like really melancholy vibe with both of them are like, 
we're we're like we thought we would have done something by now and like we haven't quote unquote like achieved anything and of course that's like such a relative term but also like who doesn't relate to being in a certain place in your life and being like wow I had so many dreams none of them came true <laughs> like <laughs> we've all been there so um it looks beautifully done uh, it's the director of one fine spring day and it has that similar like really pretty melancholy kind of emotional tone and then it's like that jtbc drama tone right like um so it's it's also it's airing on jtbc and also ITE. um and the episodes are 70 minutes so you know but but it's okay like if they're good we'll we'll give it a pass <laughs> um oh and i forgot to mention it's airing on september 4th and it has 16 episodes yeah. Well, it, it stars John Doyon, and the last I saw her was in, I think, The Good Wife, which mm-hmm. was terrific. Um, it's been she a while. She's so good. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. been a while. I, I can see that a lot of people are really excited that she's uh, back on screen again. So, yeah, I'm kind of excited. She mostly does about movies. That. She hasn't done a drama since The Good Wife, so. Mm. And it's John Doyon in a JTBC drama. That is, that sounds like a good recipe. Right. Oh, I just realized where I've seen uh, the main lead, uh, Rio Junior. I have last seen him in Reply 1980. <laughs> I did not recognize him. It's the been a while since he's done a good drama. Yeah, I mean, not yeah, since he's done like a drama, kind of the, but like a good drama. Didn't you watch that? The, was kind of the roles that po- like catapulted him to popularity, right? 1988. Yeah, I think yeah, he did Lucky, Lucky Romance. Romance was the last thing he did, which I. Or, uh, Anissa, you watched that, didn't you? Oh, you didn't? I did not, oh, you but didn't? I heard it was oh. very bad. <laughs> well, maybe it was me who started watching it and then I was like, no. <laughs> yeah, actually, I think that was me. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't It wasn't good. Yeah, so he's basically been just it. doing a bunch of movies um, in the intervening years between 2016 and 2021. Mm. So both he of them are coming back to... TV yeah. after a while. He also spends a decent amount of time in variety. Like he did The Youth Over Flowers, which was really like he's very lovable. And I mm. really enjoyed his variety work. Mm. But yeah, we Guess definitely that's why haven't seen you love him. him. <laughs> oh, why did you <laughs> remind me of that? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I had a hundred percent forgotten about that. <laughs> you know why I mentioned that? Because uh, whatever your personal feelings are about Haiti, like every time she does an interview, they're like, so tell us about your relationship with Bujanya. And she can't do like a single interview without people asking her like, so how's your boyfriend? And I was oh, just no. like, well, here we're well, That's annoying. Him. And also, for the record, I really like Harry. I am the odd one out here. <laughs> I don't have any I feelings about I'm the odd one out here for just anything. not liking her at so all. So you're basically across the spectrum. There's like no feelings really like. <laughs> the thing is, I yes, have nothing uh, personal against her. I'm sure she's a lovely person, you know, as evidenced by the fact that she's in this, well, hopefully a loving relationship. But like, I'm not a fan of her as an actress. Everything I've seen her in has been absolutely the worst. Okay. All right. Let's move on from that. <laughs> also, she's about to be in a drama with you, Singer. Have we even talked about that yet? Yes, we have talked about it. And I am yes. excited for once. <laughs> Listen, you haven't seen her in Gumeho. Okay. Whatever I have against that drama, she is top notch in My Roommate is a Gumeho. I just like full credit to this woman. Well, she's I hope she brings that it. game to the next drama that yes, she's in because your you precious boy is in it because and you don't I want obviously to have it. to watch <laughs> it <laughs> okay okay anyway <laughs> the next one is called High Class it's airing on September 6th also 70 minutes 16 episodes on TVN 
and it stars Cho Yo-jung, Kim Ji-soo, Park Se-jin, and Ha Jun. And, you know, it's another one of these uh, story of the 1% and their blah, blah. Anyway, <laughs> here, I'll read the We're just complaining about that in the last WhatsApp. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> so, okay. Okay, anyway. Sorry. I will, I will stop being um, mean and just read it. <laughs> A mystery suspense drama about the dangerous lies and hypocrisies hidden behind the perfect lives of the women who live in the top 0.1% of society. Oh, it's not even 1%. It's 0.1%. <laughs> so they're like uber well, rich. Well, 1% is too broad. <laughs> I guess. Song Yeol, who loses everything when she's framed for her husband's murder. Um, that's Cho Yeo-jung's character. Oh, she's the woman of 9.9 billion. That's mm-hmm. what I'm saying. Yeah, she's great. Yes. And also Parasite. And also Beautiful World. world. Yeah. Oh, she's yeah. so I mean, she's done a ton of stuff. She's very she's very famous. She's big. And then there's um, Nam Ji-sun, who's played by Kim Ji-soo. And she's the queen bee among the mothers at the international school where Song Yeol's son attends. And then Danny O, oh, that's Hajun, is a teacher at that school and a former ice hockey player. And then you have Hwang Nayun, and that's Park Sejen's character. And she's a single mother who's the only one who's friendly to Song Yeol because she's been framed for her husband's murder, as we discussed. <laughs> and then Chado Young, a, a former top actress who follows Nam Jisun around because she wants to be back in the spotlight. And that's uh, Gong Hyunju's character. So it's, you know, one of these high drama of high society problems that relate to very little that is happening in the real world. Yeah. No. And oh, why is it that so often the problems of high society revolve around a murder? <laughs> well, what else have you got? Because don't have any exactly. real problems. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'd be much more interested in this if it were about sort of ordinary people and murder. Yeah, like bring back Queen of Mystery. Literally your drama diet. Okay. <laughs> like Queen of Mystery, right? That would be some, but not yeah. season two. Season one. Bring something like season that one. again. Season please. one. Oh, cozy yeah. mystery is what I'm looking for. These people are going for like the whole Downton Abbey thing, and I'm looking for like Agatha Christie. I'm <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, not even Downton Abbey because I doubt we're going to see anyone that like works for these people. It's just going to be them. Yeah. Were there yeah, murders right. in Downton Abbey? No, but you know, they have that whole upstairs, no, downstairs, upstairs thing, downstairs which dynamic. They have yeah. another British drama called Upstairs, Downstairs. <laughs> Isn't that like a right, comedy? That was the original. I'm like the, that was like, the, yeah. the Brit who doesn't know anything about British TV. I apologize. I don't watch it because I oh. watch k <laughs> I mean, Upstairs, Downstairs is like, an, it's like from, I think it's from like the 70s and 80s. It's like an right. iconic. I've, I've heard of, of it. Yeah. I've never watched it. But I've yeah, heard I mean, of it. Yeah, same. I also have not yeah. watched it. <laughs> I have not watched okay. most of iconic British TV. So. so the next drama we have is called One the Woman. I will repeat that for you. One T-H-E woman. <laughs> there is no colon. There is nothing. Now, I think, and so Although I we should this note, out. Yeah, that the Hangul actually makes it Wonder Woman, which is like Wonder Woman. But likely for copyright reasons. Right. <laughs> I agree with that. Yeah, that's what it looks mm. like to me as well. But then why not for once? I mean, they change perfectly good titles when they like go, they do the in- English translation, right? Why not change this? It makes no sense. Wonder Woman does not make any sense. Okay. But hmm. it doesn't well, need, to, need to make sense. It's on SBS. <laughs> They're not particularly bothered about like Anglophone viewers. <laughs> it's like, do what you want to do. It's fine. I'm also like, it's possible that by the time this airs, they might have 
come up with an alternate true. title. Sometimes that happens. That's true. Because it is on September 17th. So that's, you know, we have time. It's a Friday, Saturday drama at SBS. 70 minutes to look forward to for each episode <laughs> and 16 episodes. Okay. So the story. Um, first, I want to go over these two actors that are casted. It's it's Lee Han Yi and Lee Sung Hyun. And Lee Sung Hyun and I have like a weird um, thing where I yeah. really loved him in uh, 20 again and then hated him in everything after that. He was also really good in Liar Game. Way. He's got like two good dramas and everything else he's horrible exactly. in. Exactly, exactly. What was about yeah. time? And directors. What was, Honestly, what was I'm sure it's directors. E- Ibo Young. Yeah, yeah. Ibo Young. Yeah. Whisper. Whisper. I feel like we talk every three or four episodes, we talk about Whisper. Also, that and airport <laughs> drama. The extramarital airport drama. Oh, people the really like airport. that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah, people he was like that. a wet towel, though. I mean, I'm not, nothing against the story. <laughs> he was crap. Wasn't he uh, a bit of a villain, though, as well? In uh, that? Or was, was everyone the, a villain in that? I, it was not, it was a complicated, okay, fine, I stopped watching halfway through, I don't know. <laughs> I, I seem to remember people talking about him being a really trash person in that show. Or maybe... I also kind of recall that. Yeah. Okay, so I'm not so making it let's up. hear about the, the story for this one. <laughs> let's see if he's redeemed. I, I liked um, Ihani in the trailer, though. Like, she is so loud and gregarious, and like, she takes up space, <laughs> and she's colorful. It was great. Ihani, okay. also known as Honey Lee, in case people don't recognize that yes. name. Yes, yes. Okay, so here's the synopsis. So this is supposed to be a comedy. And here you have the protagonist Cho Yunju, which is Ihani, um, who is a broke prosecutor who gets into a car accident. And then when she wakes up from a coma, her life is completely changed because she has been swapped with the youngest <laughs> daughter of a chebol, um, whose name is Kang Mina, and who is also the daughter-in-law of BK Group. Looks just like her. Okay, now, Han Seung Woo... <laughs> This is Lee Sang-yoon, um, is a chewol who still cherishes his first love. He left Korea because he felt the savagery of a fight for inheritance. He comes back to find the truth behind his father's sordid death. When he meets his first love, which I'm assuming this is the swapped, um, I mean, prosecutor who's taken the place of the heiress. When he meets his first love by chance, he does not want to lose her again. Except she's not the woman who was his first love. I think. <laughs> Perhaps. Yeah, this, I guess we'll find this out. This is slightly confusing. However, I watched the trailer and I really liked it. Um, it's not sub. The trailer looks it, hilarious. It looks yeah. delightful. <laughs> Honestly. Oh, I can give like a short synopsis of the trailer since it doesn't have subtitles. Go for it. Uh, so like she basically opens the trailer by saying like, what's the difference between a prosecutor and a gangster? And I was like... Okay. Good question. I'm with you. <laughs> and then she's just like really tough and she's like beating people up and stuff. And then she suddenly becomes like a table daughter and she's like, what the heck is going on? Um, yeah, that's basically the trailer. But she just has this great comic energy. I feel like since she did that one drama, because I remember when I was like early on in my drama watching career, everybody always used to talk about how she's like former Miss Korea, mm. Honey Lee. And she would always be like this perfectly made up, like beautiful character that was like unattainable. She would always play the second lead. And then she did... Is it Fiery Priest? Modern Farmer. Uh, oh, yeah. No, she did Modern Farmer. And it was such a different role for her. Like, she was so unglamorous. She was hilarious. She was, like, really leaning into the comedy. And ever since then, she's been getting comedic roles. And I'm just, like, here for it. <laughs> like, I love that she has 
transformed herself from this like untouchable beauty queen who never gets any good roles to like crazy lady miss, but yeah like master of comic <laughs> acting <laughs> that's all I wanted to say I, yeah. yeah it's totally charming and I can imagine what the Astoria's moral is going to be and it gives me a vibe of like you know graceful family meets hyena <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. yes I was definitely getting hyena vibes for sure if it goes in that direction I will be so happy yeah it's I mean on my list. these <laughs> days if you want to do a comedy with a female protagonist your first the first person you would cast you would want to cast is definitely Honey Lee so next up we have a drama called Squid Game which also is going by a different English title called Round Six uh, and this is a Netflix drama. It is coming out on September the 17th and it has eight episodes. And this has actually got one of those higher ratings. So this is like an 18 slash 19 plus ones, um, which judging from the trailer makes sense because it's pretty bloodthirsty. So you have in this show Lee Jung-jae, Park Hye-soo, uh, Ho Sung-tae and Weo Jun starring. And so the synopsis goes... Uh, are we calling this round six or Squid Game? We're calling it Squid Game because um, all of the promotional trailers, like the English trailers, they had Squid Game on. Like mm-hmm. the official okay. trailers of Squid Game. Okay. So Squid Game depicts a story of people who decide to become the players of a mysterious survival game that has a $40 million prize at stake. Lee Jung Jae plays a character called uh, Gihun, who is defeated by life after being fired from his job. He decides to join the game to win the prize money and uh, Pakhesu sorry, had a computer noise and Pakhesu play uh, Pakhesu plays a character called Sangul, who is Gihun's childhood friend and he also joins the game as he gets in trouble at work despite all the hard work that he's done to be where he's at now. The name Squid Game is um, from a street game that Kihun and Sangu used to play together when they were young. And it's a physical game that only ends when there's a final winner, which is a lot like the survival game that they play now. And it's named as such because players are to draw different geometric shapes on the ground, which as a whole look like a squid, which is interesting. But the trailer is really I mean it sounds the name makes it sound do that again the name makes it sound kind of lightweight but when you watch the trailer it, it's pretty dark this Gory. is kind of yeah it's bloody but it's also kind of got that bright palette where it's kind of Hunger Games meets Liar Game kind of vibe mm, yeah yes so yes it's I mean it looks good I'm definitely gonna check this one out it looks great. Yeah. Yes. I am I am like excited this is on Netflix because I'm like looking forward to watching it on my TV yeah. and getting like the full And yeah. like the aesthetic of it is very sort of um what's the word? It's kind of uh, what is the word? There's a word in my brain and I can't right, bring it. Psychedelic. Up. <laughs> yeah, kind of. But and also sort of futuristic in a um shiny plastic kind of way rather than uh, that sort of dark apocalyptica. Mm kind of yeah, style I mean, it, it was it was more it, it was kind of handmaidenish it, I, I guess in that you could see I mean all of the contestants were kind of like pinned in in a space mm. and it was very um as if they have no way of interacting with the outside world and the people guarding them um are kind of 
not faceless exactly. Yeah, I mean, you're but kind not. of throwing in a bit of devil judge um, stuff there, right? As well, like the reality show aspect and everything. <laughs> True yeah. show. The writer director is actually someone who usually does film, um, like he did. So Huang Dong Hyuk, he, he did um, Miss Granny and also Silenced, oh. which are both like really critically acclaimed, mm. but like super different from each other. And you can see that like cinematic style in the trailer. Yes. Like it's really, I mean, it looks, I'm excited for this. Yeah. I mean, mm. when you have um, someone who's used to telling their entire story in like a one to two hour, I mean, two hours, I suppose, on average, um, space and give them eight hours to do it. Not even eight hours. I think if it's 15 like minutes. Seven and a bit, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, I'm assuming that this is going to be really fast-paced and like really tight storytelling. So It's basically a long yeah. film, like a director's exactly. cut version. <laughs> yeah, and I remember, I mean, I watched um, the Japanese version of Liar Game and I remember when the Korean version of Liar Game came out and actually like only watched maybe one or two episodes because I... I enjoyed it fine, but like I didn't really enjoy the way that they were like padding it out in that K-drama fashion when mm-hmm. you have to, when like the original is like 11 40-minute episodes, but you're t- turning into like 16 one-hour episodes. Um, I know like I'm probably an outlier in that. Mm-hmm. A lot of people really love that. But it was I do 12, like wasn't it a 12 episode? Lie game was a 12 episode. Was it 12? Yeah. Was it 12? Maybe yeah, it, was. it was 12. I don't I didn't finish it, so I don't remember, I, but yeah. it was definitely it was longer. It was and so you could feel you could feel like there was, it wasn't like as much about the game. It was mm. more about the characters, yeah, which that's like, exactly totally what I was fine. going to say. Because I read the and, entire manga think, of that as well. And that was very game focused. Whereas the right. K-drama made a choice to be character focused. So, right. Because it's and I usually game. love character focused mm. things. Like that's like kind of my catnip. But I was like, that's not the point <laughs> of the show. Like that's not what we're here for. So I feel like this one is mm. actually going to like, be like bam 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 like eight episodes yeah. you know and they're 50 minutes so it'll you know ma- it's like easier to maintain the tension mm-hmm. in that case agreed so, yeah. so moving to something completely different in tone on the same day 17th of September is Yumi's Cells and that's a 70 minute would you call it like a rom-com but it's stars uh, Kim Go-un An Bo-hyun and Yubi, all of which are lovely people that I that I love. It's based on a webtoon and it has kind of an interesting story. So I'm just going to read the synopsis. Controlled by a complex network of cells, each and every human on the planet is kept running by an unseen operating system that's for the most part completely ignored. Though humans never give much thought to how they function, the cells in the human body are constantly at work, which is why on the outside, Kim Yumi, who's uh, Kim Goen's character, may appear to be just like every other single working woman in the world, but underneath is something truly extraordinary. Having recently suffered a painful breakup, Yumi's love cells have fallen into a deep coma. While the surrounding cells work hard to revive their fallen compatriots, Yumi spends her days stuck in the grind of everyday life. With hearts still broken and no romantic prospects, her love cells might have been in serious trouble if it hadn't been for the sudden appearance of Gu Wung, who is played by An Bohyun, who is an emotionally stunted game developer. Oh, great. We all need one of those in our lives. Um, <laughs> Gong has no idea how to express his true feelings, but after meeting Yumi, he finds himself wanting to try. With his own love cells unexpectedly sparking Yumi's back to life, things between the two start to get interesting. With both of their cells working overtime, they find themselves drawing ever closer. But will the efforts of this small collection of cells really be enough to bring two hearts together forever? And this is unique in that like, it's the first drama that is um, integrating like 
fully animated characters into like a live action drama setting. Mm. Um, so it's been getting a lot of attention for that. I'm not really sure what to think of the premise. Like I watched the trailer. There's not much story in it, um, but it looks really cute. It looks really cute. And it kind of reminds me of like not in any thematic way or anything like that, but in the treatment of the uh, material, it reminds me of the, I think it was a Pixar animation called Inside Out. Um, or was that mm. Disney? Disney owns Pixar, That's Pixar. right? <laughs> Disney Pixar. Disney Pixar. So, but it's yeah. but it's kind of like that, you know, where you have like uh, this complex system inside you like inside the human kind of controlling the emotions and making decisions about whether you're happy or sad. How happy should you be in such a situation? What happens if you go through a horrible grief? How do you deal with it? And that's kind of inside out. And this kind of reminded me of that. And um, I mean, this is interesting. And because it's interesting and also because it's Kim ko <laughs> I'm really interested. Plus, it looks super pretty. And it's funny how they've taken like an expression, like a, a Korean idiom where people have, if they haven't like been in a relationship for a long time, they'll be, they'll be like, oh, my love cells have dried up or like they're dead. <laughs> and they've took that like one idiomatic expression and they like, created a whole storyline out of it. That is fascinating. Is I choice. didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, it's 14 episodes, by the way. It looks, I, I'm always down for something like new and kind of experimental in format. So, and and like you said, Kim Goen. Yeah. I I am just, I mean, it occurs to me that the whole animated character thing might be like a true test of the production team here. So I really hope that it it like goes over well because we aren't used to seeing animated characters for really long periods of time in a story. And this is 14 episodes and they're like 70 minutes each. Yeah. So that's And they're like, and it's not one of those things where like you see them in the premise and then they just kind of like don't exist or anymore. Like they're fully realized and then characters. They <laughs> Yeah. So yeah. So that's. I'm curious to see how that's going to work. Fingers crossed and, with this one. And and I'm excited that EUB is finally coming back to TV properly. I miss her. Yeah. Although um, <laughs> she's in Penthouse Three right now. As well, I think apparently. she plays an animated character though. Oh well. I think she plays one great. of the animated characters. Like I would love her just even as as a voice presence. Her voice is. It's perfect for a cartoon character. I know. <laughs> I, I know. It's perfect. Yes. <laughs> I agree. I mean, I loved her in a poem a day and it was just, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to hear her. Also, yeah. I, I just realized that Yumi Cells already has, already like, has a, a two, part yeah. to mm-hmm. um, announce. So clearly we're not going to get the entire story in this one. Oh, this isn't going to be one of those split in half shows, is it? Oh, really? Oh, dear. I, I'm not sure, but like it says Yumi Cell 2. Um, yeah, I'm looking the at that. <laughs> <laughs> so that is a slight possibility that that is what we are going to be faced with. But they're both 14 episodes, right? So maybe they'll just tell a complete episode in each season, mm. a complete story That's in each possible. season. I mean, it's from a webtoon, and I think the webtoon is still ongoing. So like, I'm sure they have plenty of story to draw from. Plus, they've got like several main characters, so they might also sort of rotate between the character viewpoints, which would be interesting. I'm just completely speculating. Yeah. That's but. what we do here. That's what what's <laughs> <Ramalanda is> for. <laughs> so, next up is the Veil, um, wh- whose original title is Black Sun. And I kind of wish they'd kept that title because it's a really good title. Uh, That has 12 episodes. It also airs on September the 17th, um, which is a Friday, Saturday. And it is airing on NBC. And good God, these episodes are going to be long. An hour and 20 minutes. (laughs) Oh, no. Can you hear this Mm. yipping in in my background? I can. 
Okay, should I just yeah, wait? What is it's that? a dog outside, and I don't know why it's yipping. Should it's I wait okay. for it to stop? My dogs are always <laughs> yipping in the background. <laughs> okay. Um, and this show stars Nam Gung Min, Park Ha Son, and Kim Ji And so, and this is a Korean-style spy investigation show with a story about a top national intelligence service agent heretofore known as NIS, in his endeavor to uncover the internal traitor that brought him to his downfall. And I'm assuming this is referring to Nam Gung Min. He confronts a much bigger enemy behind the organization. And the main character is called Han ji who is played by Nam Gung Min, and he's the top field agent in the NIS. He's held in awe by his colleagues for his perfect record and skill at completing missions. He'd been driving an organized crime syndicate into a corner when he vanished off the face of the earth, but he returns a year later to shake up the syndicate once more. Park Hassan plays a character called So Suyun, who is the head of Team 4 of the Crime Information Center, and she's excellent at performing her duties and solving cases. She has great affection for people, and she especially cares for her teammates. So we know about the characters. We don't know that much about the story, but I... It's a Korean-style spy yeah. investigation. That should tell us well, everything. You know, I watched the trailer and I thought, this is very vagabondy. And there's even a few sort of familiar faces from Vagabond. And this could be good, or it could be Vagabond. Um, <laughs> you know, we'll see. But it actually sounds pretty interesting if you like sort of spy action stuff. See, and it's I got that. Do. Yeah, I do as well. I just like them to end well. Yeah. And that's to end. Rather than Vagabond. <laughs> yeah, rather than Vagabond, this actually, I don't know if it's like the all of a sudden crazy good production values, um, which, you know, is, is new. I don't know. It like kind of more reminds me of like those American thrillers where like he's like the top agent and then he then he gets betrayed and then he's like comes back with like a beard and, a, and like scraggly <laughs> hair and he has to like find out who betrayed him. And it's like, trust no one. Everyone's like, trust no one. And then he like everyone's like, trust me. And he's like, who do I trust? Like, that's basically what happens in the trailer. Right. You know? But it's kind of looks really good. And I want to watch it. Yeah. You know what I'm reminded of? OK, so I think we can tell the audience this. We just recorded a episode on uh, web uh, dramas with uh, a special guest. Um, and I was inspired by uh, their recommendation to watch Seven First Kisses, which is this 2016, this this PPL. Is that that yeah. one with the revolving door of like top actors and like yeah. Jin Ki yes. and Ji yes. Chang yes. and yeah, I actually watched a bit of that. And I was like, I don't understand the story here, but yeah. <laughs> The story is by our product. Oh, right. Okay. I, I guess that's why yeah. I didn't understand it. So, so the, the thing that I was reminded of was that Ji Chang Wook's uh, episode was basically that he is this um, head of this spy agency. And our main character, who's very confused about everything that's happening, that there are suddenly hot yes, actors arriving be. at her doorstep. <laughs> She's supposed to be like an ex-spy and she's like, what? I, I'm, a, I'm an agent? Anyway, it kind of reminds me of that whole thing. There, is, there are betrayals happening and he's like so sincere in that he's like, I am the boss of an agency and I have to protect my sub-agents. Anyway, so that that is immediately what I was reminded of because that is what I just watched a couple of days back. I mean, 
It does look from the trailer like um you know, like Namgung Min is like he's got this like you know rugged scarring and stuff so it seems like he's kind of returning a little to the darker roles that he did before Loves he to do. He doesn't I mean he didn't love to do them and that was the thing like for the last few years he's basically just done comedies and stuff um because he's he had this exper- he is but he had that experience where he was playing these villains like I think he played back to back villains he definitely mm. in uh, if not three shows definitely in two i can think of two off the top of my head um yeah and he just was like i can't live in this headspace because it's too intense and he just stopped he was like this is bad for my mental health and he turned to comedy after that and what i really find intriguing about this is because like i'm a I'm a huge fan of Namgung Min, but I think his favorite roles of mine are the ones where he like brings the lightness and the darkness together rather than like either like a super wacky comedic. I mean, he's really good at that. But um, then there's like the super dark, like evil psychopath roles. But I like the ones where he brings like a darkness or like a moral complexity or like there's a good side and he's like more complex. Like he's really good at that. Like I think my favorite um, character of his is still Maruapa from Can You Hear My Heart, where he's got a lot of darkness in his character but there's also like redemption and love and like complex feelings and like i like that he's kind of doing that again where there's Mm -hmm. like a dark past but he's still the hero and like you're on his side he's not necessarily like somebody who makes you have like chills down your spine and you want to take a shower being an (laughs) anti-hero an anti-hero but not an out and out villain you know yeah. Yeah, I kind of feel like so he really may good. not go back to being an out and out villain. I think he's done everything he wants to do there. I'm totally fine with that. Yeah. So am I've I. I've seen enough of that. <laughs> yeah. And also like he's really good at choosing um whenever he chooses these not necessarily comedic but like um you know, roles that, that are slightly lighter for himself. He's really good at them. So like Chief Kim and also Stove League, these were really good dramas. And he mm-hmm. kind of elevated the characters. So, yeah. I'm Even happy Beautiful Gongshim had a weird ending. Mm. But the first, like, three quarters were so funny and good. I loved the first, at least the first half. Oh, I forgot that his last drama was actually Awaken, which my sister has very strong feelings about. But I told her not to tell me because... <laughs> <laughs> so I guess we're not going to find out either. <laughs> Keep us in suspense. Well, when she was describing it, I thought, actually, that sounds kind of good, so I might actually watch it. But I'm also sort of dying to know what it was. But in that way where you're like, I want to, but I can't. But yeah, that... Oh, that totally slipped under my radar. (laughs) And then the next one is a pretty chipper one. It's it's Dali and the Kohi Prince. And it's airing on 22nd September. It's a KBS 2 drama. It's 70 minutes and 16 episodes. And the cast, we're pretty happy with this cast. <laughs> it's Park Goyong, who you might know from um, It's Okay to Not Be Okay, or more recently, um, Devil Judge. Yeah. And, <laughs> and Kim Min Jae, though we like. All of us, when we saw the poster for a minute there, we weren't sure if it was Kim Min Jae or... Yoo Jin Goo. Yoo Jin Goo from Hotel Del Luna. So, the same hairstyle, the same yeah. suit. And of yeah, course, yeah. they have very similar facial features. But it's Kim Min Jae, we're really happy about it. And um, we watched the trailer. <laughs> and listen, I really liked it. <laughs> but we'll get into that. 
Okay. It's very cute. It's super cute. Okay, uh, so the story is, um, this is about the unexpected romance that occurs as Jin Mu Huck tries to steal an art museum from Kim Dalry. Um, I think Jin Mu Huck is uh, Kim Min Ji's character and Kim Dalry is Park Young. He tries to steal an art museum from, oh, like okay. Like a whole that, museum. Like, like not literally steal. I mean, I'm assuming he's what? like trying to capture it, acquire buy it, it, acquire uh, it. Yeah, buy it. <laughs> I'm assuming. <laughs> okay. Oh, Steal in the rich people sense. Oh, right. the poor people. White collar stealing. Yeah. And, and now... <laughs> White collar crime that never gets punished. <laughs> and now Park Young's really interesting hairstyle and clothing choices makes a lot more sense. She's She owns an art gallery, so... Everything so she can now. look wealthily <laughs> bohemian. Oh god, I hate her oh, hair so much. Perfect. I'm sorry. I, ca- sorry, I cannot. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Okay. No, what are those like random wormy strands of hair that are just like glued to her forehead? You can do no, that if you're rich, you. Anissa. No, but you I just promise don't you, understand. Once she is in love, her hairstyle will change. Oh, true. I promise Very you that. true. <laughs> That's probably why it's like this now. Yeah. I hate that even more. (laughs) (laughs) Don't change your hair for a man, girl. Okay, sorry. Talk about your feelings. I'm not going to say much because I don't don't like this. Like, I don't like anything about it. So I'm just going to stay quiet. You you guys talk first. Yeah. Okay, so Kim Dalry, who was visiting researcher at Kroll... Okay, how do you pronounce this? Kroller, Muller, Muller, Muller? Muller Do you want a proper German pronunciation? You know what? Muller, I, I am not even gonna try that. Okay, so Kim <laughs> just Dalry call it a was, museum, right? Kim Dalry, who was a visiting researcher at a German museum, and then becomes the director of Chungsong Art Museum. Oh, there is there's a full stop after that. Never mind. I'm gonna do this <laughs> So Kim Dalry is a visiting researcher at this German museum that I can't pronounce, and then becomes the director of Chunsung Art Museum. She is a character whose speech and actions are always classy and considerate. (laughs) Dalry enjoys studying diverse fields such as art, philosophy, and religion, and she is proficient in seven languages. I feel like I'm reading her bio data. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) And she is seeking... Not me, clearly. A good a boy. Man. <laughs> yes. From a okay. good family. <laughs> Between 5'7 <seven> and 6'1. <laughs> Between age 27 and 32. <laughs> Has From his a own good house. family. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Okay, so Jin Muhak. <laughs> Jin Muhak, whose family grew a tiny gamjatang, which is spicy pork backbone stew restaurant, into the global food corporation. Don Don F and B. Although, okay, so that's him. He is a director of the company. He is far from intelligent and was always ranked last in his class when he was in school. Oh, that's cute. I was that is cute. That. <laughs> Only okay if you're rich, though. I mean, yeah, of course. I mean, he he got to be the director of a company despite not being very good academically or being very intelligent. So you mean despite I mean, I was being actually a terrible? Because <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm not yeah, sure I mean, what they're to always think of this. No, he's the ra- he's he's the nouveau riche character. He's the rags to riches. And, and like, she's he's the, the one who comes from the rich family. Uh, yeah. yeah. So yeah. that's that's their conflict. She's oh, like, I'm rich because I was born rich. How dare you come in here and act all high and mighty? You 
We're born with a dirt spoon in your mouth. <laughs> oh, that's, exactly. Is this why you hate it? Because the trailer was constantly yes. like Kim and Jay's character was like money, 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 my money. I need more money. And it was like, you know, that whole thing that society does where if you want yes. more money, you're a greedy person unless you come from like this ancestrally rich and background. then you don't talk about money you just awesome. have yes. it the truly yeah. rich the truly rich would are never so gauche as to talk right. about money yes <laughs> that uh, whole thing now i get it yeah <laughs> but it has given jerry yeah. so i'll probably watch <laughs> i also just um i'm sorry like i just can't i just can't get emotionally attached to kim and jay like i really tried with julie like brahms is this because of i just the could big, not connect hit. to him or just because no, of him? No, I've just never found him... Like, it's regardless of what role he's in, I just can't connect with him as an actor. Mm. Like, I just... He never gets there for me emotionally. I always can feel him, like, acting and, right. like, trying. And I know that not everyone feels mm. that way, but I just don't... I just can't do it. And then I look at, like... Yeah. I, especially when, like, his female co-stars are, like, really bringing it and he's just kind of barely coasting. I just... That was my feeling with you, like Brahms. Oh, but we don't need to go into all that. that. I mean, I completely understand what you mean. Um, wait, what was the female co-star's name? I keep forgetting her name. And do you like Brahms? Uh, yeah. Damn, she's so... Yeah, she's so, Puck and Bin. Uh, yeah, Puck and Bin. Puck and Bin. And she's so she's good. She's amazing. Um, and she's really good in that. Her character was the best thing Stand about that. Stand out. Drama. I mean, that's the reason I went back and watched Tobey. Not because of Tom. <laughs> <laughs> but... I did feel like Kim and Jay was had really improved since the last time I'd seen him and he was really, really trying and for what the character needed to bring, I was pretty happy with his performance. He had improved, but from what level did he improve? <laughs> what, what, we, what he was bringing before was very subpar. Anyway, I'm not, this is like not the Kim, okay. this is okay. why I was saying like, I'm not going to say much because I don't want to make people upset. Well, you know like, what I just I, realized is, not for me. is that... I haven't ever really paid attention to his acting because I'm constantly hung up on the fact that he, like Yojin to me, Gok. yeah, he's just basically <laughs> like a baby Yojingu. So I'm, he's getting, like, he's coasting on Yojingu's credit in my mind. Aww. That's interesting because for me, I'm like, you look exactly like Yojingu, but the acting discrepancy is so large that it makes it worse. <laughs> oh, no. So I guess we're just very different. I feel like this is another okay, heavy anyway, moment I, where I really like this actor and you guys are so much. Oh, no, I do. I do like him. I just haven't paid attention to his actual, the quality the of one. his acting. Yeah. I'm the cyan. <laughs> I'm totally expecting Park Young to be amazing here, though, because she is. I love Park Young. Right? Yeah, she's the one who. Yeah, I have no complaints, but she's amazing. I I, I, I just don't want to watch I just, the show. like because she did that whole dot spoon character in "It's Okay to Not Be Okay," right? Um, against uh, Soyuji's very rich <laughs> heroine and. Yeah. From the mo- like from the first scene that she was in, in, in it's okay. She looked. She, what 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 term did you use for the the main character face? Ah, chewing gong face. Chewing gong face. She has that. Like the moment the elevator doors open and we saw her face, I was like, this this girl's gonna get cast in a leading role really soon because <laughs> she has that face. She does. And she's yeah, she's she's rising, rising really fast. She's a really good actor. So yeah, I'm 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 really hoping that. I'm happy that she's in like a light rom-com because before this she was in Devil Judge and I think it did her dirty. So Yeah, I mean, I've only watched like three episodes but she's not got much to do in that. Mm. But it gets worse. It does oh, seem no. like a very much a G-Sung vehicle. So. That is not why it gets worse. Which is not undeserved, I have to say. But Yeah. 
it's but probably not fair on anyone else. In there. She she does like what she gets with a character. She does a really good job. So I'm really happy that she's got like a rom com lead. This is excellent. Yeah, I'm really happy. For good her. for her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't have much to say about the rest of the actors. Um, they're all like I've seen. We've seen them quite often, and I guess the characters will. Um, Tell us more. Like, there are certain actors who stand out more once their characters are on screen and then you want to talk about them because mm. I don't have much to say about the rest of them. Shall we go on to our last drama of the month yes. then? Okay. So, yes. So to round off September, we've got a drama called Hometown, which comes out on the 22nd, and it is a very short six-episode airing on TVN. It's a Wednesday-Thursday drama, 60 Minutes. And this one stars Yu Jae-myung, Han Yeri, and Om Tegu, which is already, you're like, wow, what a cast. <laughs> Killer right? cast. And this is set in a small rural town in 1999, where a tape recording containing a mysterious serial murder and an unidentified bizarre sound is discovered. In 1989, terrorist Jo Kyung-ho came back to South Korea after studying in Japan. And this character is played by Om Tegu. And he released sarin gas at a train station in his hometown, killing passengers and subsequently being sentenced to life in prison after turning himself in. His daughter, Jo Jae-young, is sent to live with her aunt, Kyung-ho's younger sister. Ten years later, a murder case takes place in the small town where Detective Che, who is played by Yoo Jae-myung, is put in charge. Suspecting the case is somehow related to the terrorists, Detective Che consumed with the guilt of failing to prevent his wife's death uh, 10 years ago in that terrorist attack, begins investigating when Jung Hyun, who is the aunt of uh, the... Is it the terrorist? Hold on, I'm confused by the family tree. Anyway, Jung Hyun, who is an aunt, is played by Han Yeri and her niece suddenly goes missing. So Han Yeri now must come face to face with the tragedy once again and she teams up with Yoo Jae Myung's character, Detective Cho, to discover the truth and find her niece. That is complex, but also fascinating. That's so complicated. <laughs> Basically, the kid goes missing and Han Yeri and Yoo Jae Myung uh, team up to find the kid who is the terrorist daughter. daughter, right. Yeah. <laughs> there you go, two-sentence summation. <laughs> and that is September. <laughs> that is September. I, I just want to point out that uh, the actor playing the um, young kid, um, the daughter, is Ire. Ire! Oh, yeah, sorry, <laughs> I forgot to mention that. I love her, she's great. In Hello yes. Me. <laughs> So, yes, yeah. she was such a star in that. Oh, my gosh. I, I cannot wait to see what else she does. Yeah, but, like, she disappears here. So, I'm yeah. thinking we're not going to be able to see much of her. And also, this is one of those dramas where, like, at least from the synopsis, it sounds like a drama with, like, a, it's full of people that I want to see, but not in this story. Yeah, line. it's a pretty dark story. Yeah, but it is six episodes. So... That's true. It might be like a very tightly done drama, like a proper, you know. Um, so that's like a three-week run. That's, and it's also a period mm. piece, which is oh, interesting. True. It's set in 1999, yeah. so can that even? I be know it's depressing a to us piece? that that's a period <laughs> right? piece. It's a period piece, Borama. We're old. <laughs> 
<laughs> I did not even think of it that way until you said it. I was like, yeah, okay. 99 I mean, is history okay. now. I, yeah, I was, I don't know, like a few, a while back, somebody was saying like when we were in high school, um, we were further from like that 70s show, like the 70s, when we were watching the 70s, we were like further, we're like closer to that than we are now to the 90s. And I was oh, just good. like, oh, that's depressing. Well, you know, you get these memes and stuff. There was one going around the other day and it's probably been going around for a while, but like the distance between 1939 and 1980 is the same as the distance between 1980 and today. And that's just like, oh, God. oh. Oh, what? <laughs> right? Because you're like 1939 yeah, you. is forever ago. I didn't need to know that. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, also it's curious because part of why it doesn't feel like 40 years is because we had a count reset 20 years ago, right? You got to 100 and you started again. So it doesn't feel like, you know, if we had started our count in 2000, and we were now in 2040, then you'd be like, well, 40 mm. years, but you're actually like, you've bisected the time. So you've got like 20 and 20. So that's true. It feels like, Matt, yeah. Ruining our perception of time. <laughs> <laughs> or time ruining our yeah. perception of maths. <laughs> what is time anyway? <laughs> Why do we have that note? <sighs> On that note, right? <laughs> So before we sign off, there is this one short web drama that I want to talk about uh, because it's getting some attention online and uh, it has a few idols, which is why I think it's getting attention. Um, So it's called Love in Black Hole and it's going to be airing on September 17th. It's 12 episodes, but 10 minutes each. Um, And it's basically about uh, a college student named Yuna who one day receives an anonymous love letter through a supernatural portal, the white hole. (laughs) Okay, and quickly, it stars um, Lee Hang-yul, Sora, Lee Jae-yoon, Doha, and Ki Hee-hyun. And I don't know what it's about, but apparently it's an adaptation. I don't know what it's about, but it's out there. People are excited. So if you you are excited about it, Tell us about it. But if the letter's coming out of a white hole, why is it called a black hole? I don't know. I have no idea. Apparently, so the trailer is talking about how like a white hole gives you good things, Uh, whereas a black hole like sucks you up into something horrible. So she gets a love letter from a white hole and she's like, I I, I don't get it. It looks very slight. It looks very, but it looks cute. It's very teen logic. In a a wild act that's going to come out or maybe has already come out. This kind of stuff happens only in web dramas yeah. where the weirdest concepts get made into stories and that's usually a good thing. <laughs> I mean, they don't yes. try to carry them too far. I think that's exactly. the virtue. I think they're pretty self-aware. Yeah. Yay. Okay, so if you want to catch us on social media, you can find us on Twitter. Our Twitter handle is Dramas Overflow. You can follow us individually. You can find me at NotNowSire. You can find me at Anissa Khalifa underscore. You can find me, Barbara, at Festa Foster. And please, we have the link to our newsletter uh, down below. We are sending you once a month updates on every episode that we release and a few other things that we think you would find interesting. That's it. Sign up. <laughs> sign up. <laughs> Please sign up. Yes. And you can follow us on Instagram at dramasoverflowers underscore. And you can find us on Facebook by just searching Dramas Over Flowers. And you can find our website at dramasoverflowers.net. And you can email us at dramasoverflowers at gmail.com. We love your emails. 
And Drums Overflowers is part of the Frolic Podcast Network. Find more podcasts you love at frolic.media slash podcasts. And that's it. And that's all. Bye, Bye. everyone.